Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. It's Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 39 degrees in Roslyn, 35 in Laurel, and 38 degrees outside the WTOP studios. It's 10.59. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Michael Toscano. Coming up... Could the Capitals and Wizards cross the Potomac into a new arena in Northern Virginia? But I'm D- Dick Uliano. But D.C. is not giving up without a fight. Metro proposing major changes, including layoffs, service cuts, and fare increases to make up for a massive budget shortfall. Reaction to Metro's warning of possible steep service cuts. It's like a step backward. I'm Nick Ainelli. Inflation's inflation slowing. Gas prices are dropping. But how is the economy really doing? It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Emmy-winning actor Andre Brower has died at 61. The Chicago-born actor had his breakthrough role alongside Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman in 1989's Glory. He played Captain Raymond Holt on the comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I have zero interest in food. If it were feasible, my diet would consist entirely of flavorless beige smoothies containing all the nutrients required by the human animal. Brower's publicist says the actor died after a short illness. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has told leaders in Congress that with U.S. aid, his country can win the war with Russia. But as CBS's Nora O'Donnell explains... What a difference a year makes. Last year, he received a hero's welcome in Congress for leading the fight against Russia. But this season, it's more like getting coal in his stockings. Republicans signaling today they are blocking President Biden's request for $61 billion in aid to Ukraine because they say dealing with the U.S. border is more urgent. The Arizona Supreme Court hears arguments in a case on whether to reinstate an abortion ban that originated in the 1800s. CBS's Jim Crisula. An abortion ban originated in 1864, before it even became a state. It allows an abortion only when it's necessary to save a pregnant woman's life. There are no exceptions for rape or incest. It was codified into law in Arizona in 1901. A panel of experts recommends that children with obesity should receive intensive counseling starting at age six to promote healthy diet and exercise habits. CBS News medical contributor Dr. Celine Gounder. This might require support from not only pediatricians, but also trainers, physical therapists, dietitians, mental health providers and social workers. And unfortunately, many pediatricians may not have access to this kind of specialist support. 
A new climate proposal is released at the COP28 summit that calls for an eventual end to fossil fuel rather than the term phase out. Some nations said it didn't prevent the worst effects of climate change. CBS has been tracing. You're hearing increasingly people complaining that this process, this COP process, we're now in the 28th year of this, saying that this process is broken, that it's not really working, that you have because you need all 198 countries to agree on basically every word of the language of this agreement that it's very hard to get any aggressive action that really meets the moment that we're in as we sit here experiencing the hottest year on record on the planet. Harvard President Claudine Gay will remain leader of the Ivy League school after her comments last week at a congressional hearing on anti-Semitism that came under fire by Republicans along with alumni and donors. Harvard's uh, highest governing body says it unanimously supports Gay. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform, you need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. It is 11.03 on a Tuesday, December the 12th, 2023. Right now we have 38 degrees and we're going down to the mid to low 30s. Good evening to you. I'm Mike Marillo. Our top story this hour, the Capitals and Wizards planning a move out of downtown D.C. Sources telling WTOP this evening that owner Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin will be side by side tomorrow morning to make an announcement in the rapidly growing Alexandria neighborhood of Potomac Yard. The Caps and Wizards owner and the Virginia governor will be side by side just 48 hours after Virginia lawmakers approved the idea of the state providing a new home for the two teams. Potomac Yard, the former rail yard, is near Amazon's second headquarters and the newly opened Potomac Yard Metro Station. You know, frankly, it is it is potentially devastating to our downtown economy. Jaron Price is president and CEO of the downtown D.C. Business Improvement District, who says losing the Caps and Wizards would be a considerable blow to the city. Since 1997, having our sports teams here in the heart of downtown was a key part of the major resurgence of our downtown economy. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. And we're learning tonight that D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson are introducing legislation to support a complete renovation of Capital One Arena. It includes half a billion dollars of funding to modernize that arena. The other big story this evening offers a glimpse into a possible ominous future for mass transit in our region. Metro's leader says a dramatic service and fair change could be coming in 2024. That is, if money is not found to plug budget shortfalls that are now hitting $750 million. Under Metro General Manager Randy Clark's proposed budget for the upcoming fiscal year, the 10 rail stations that see the fewest riders will close. The proposed budget also calls for fewer trains to run, so expected wait times will jump up to 15 to 20 minutes in between trains. And Metro Rail would also close at 10 p.m. seven days a week. And when it comes to what you pay to ride the metro fares, will jump 20%, and you'll see more lines uh, turn around along the way and not go the full stretch of the line. Clark says those drastic cuts will need to happen if Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. can't come up with an extra $663 million combined. That's on top of the $1.2 billion they already pay to keep Metro running. This is Nick Ionelli talking to Metro riders about the possible cuts. They're not happy about it. I think it would be a real shame because if that happens, that's going to send more people into cars. It's a death spiral. It's not good. It would be a terrible thing, I think, for the city. I mean, public transportation is uh, really, really important. And uh, it's the wrong time to be cutting back on that. 
D.C. Councilmember Charles Allen, who chairs the Transportation Committee, is speaking out, saying he's confident that regional leaders all agree that the Metro cuts can never become reality. Maryland Governor Wes Moore's office released a statement saying his administration is committed to working with Metro and seeking solutions to the complex funding challenges. And we're also hearing from Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's office, which says his administration is engaging with regional partners to chart a path forward to ensure Metro's long-term viability. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. A union that represents Metro workers is responding this evening to that new budget. Leaders saying they're shocked and dismayed by what they call the stunning and draconian proposed cuts to WMATA service. They say this budget should serve as a wake-up call to the region and labor... The labor group is urging Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. and Congress to come up with dedicated funding to keep Metro afloat. On Capitol Hill, the relocation of the FBI headquarters to Maryland is getting attention from lawmakers. WTOP's John Doman reports a congressional subcommittee is asking if politics played a role in the decision not to go with the recommendation of putting the headquarters in Springfield, Virginia. The site selection panel was assembled. To make recommendations. And Elliot Dooms, the commissioner of the Public Building Service for GSA, noted that this time the GSA also took the rare step of releasing all the information that went into the final decision. And this is why we consider this one of the most transparent uh, site selection processes that GSA is ever involved in. We were surprised to see that the SSA came to a different conclusion than the site selection panel. Nicholas Demos is with the FBI's Finance and Facilities Division. The site selection plan allowed for this divergence. But I can say that within the FBI's own procurement shop, this is exceedingly rare. Doom cited two other instances when it did happen. But Scott Perry, who chairs the subcommittee holding the hearing, remains skeptical about how the process played out. American people smell a rat here. John Dome in WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather, renewable energy is becoming the main source for most U.S. households. More on that just ahead. It is 1108. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s on WTOP. Rick McClure is in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, thanks, Mike. Let's head over to the top west side of the Beltway and uh, check out some growing delays on the interloop through Bethesda caused by a work zone, number one, after the uh, 270 spur toward Old Georgetown Road with the left lane getting by. And a crash farther up on the envelope after the Route 355 involving a tractor trailer and at least three other vehicles. The cleanup was along the left and right sides and expect periodic closures, full lane closures at times. We just got a call from a listener saying that you're back on the move, so they have about a couple of lanes open at this point. This is the interloop near Route 355 on the Capitol Beltway top west side. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge at speed, three lanes west and two lanes east. There is construction on the eastbound ramp to Route 8. Along the right side, headed through uh, Stevensville. And that long-term work zone is back along Route 100 through Hanover with the uh, left lane getting by near Coca-Cola Drive. On the Virginia side, 66, only one work zone set up so far along the westbound side after the uh, Roslyn Tunnel with the left lane getting by. I-395 north at Route 27, the work zone there has the two left lanes getting by. And through the district, look for solid delays on the uh, eastbound freeway through southwest with a crash from last hour along the 395 north portion of the eastbound freeway at the 3rd Street Tunnel. No access to the northbound tunnel at the moment, so stay to the left to get by. 
Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Now to 7 News First Alert meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Clear skies, calm winds, and our temperatures will quickly drop by early Wednesday morning. 20s to lower 30s to start your day. Chance for some patchy frost across the area. And by afternoon, we'll see our temperatures top out in the mid to upper 40s. Expect some high clouds, a result of a cold front that will move in. Eventually, that system moves through, and it's going to be a colder day on Thursday. Probably the coldest of the work week. Temperatures in the morning, 20s most neighborhoods, low to mid-40s for the afternoon, back to sunshine. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, 38 degrees Tyson's, 37 degrees Potomac, and 40 degrees LaFont Plaza in D.C. The forecast brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Another modestly higher day on Wall Street as investors wait to hear from the Fed tomorrow. Dow Industrials gained 173. The S&P climbed 21. The Nasdaq rose 101. With more solar panels being installed in the U.S. every day, renewables are on track to produce more electricity than coal for the first time in 2024. Government data show wind and solar are the fastest growing source of new generation. Coal is declining. The $200 billion a year app store industry is under threat after a California jury sided with Epic Games in a lawsuit against Google. The Fortnite creator accused Google of forcing its payment system on app developers. Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin space company pushing to resume launches of its new Shepard rocket as soon as next week. Launches have been suspended for over a year after a mid-flight failure. Next week's mission will carry no people. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. There's a lot of news lately about inflation slowing, gas prices dropping. But what does the that mean for the economy and how is the economy really doing right now? We're going to take a close look at that with Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick coming up. A recent WTOP panel discussion in partnership with AARP focused on the important role of family caregivers. Nancy Lamond is Chief Advocacy and Engagement Officer for AARP. There are 48 million family caregivers in the United States, and roughly 61% of all family caregivers are working full or part-time in a paid position, so this is on top of it. And the estimates are that this care accounts for roughly $600 billion to the economy, and that's more than all out-of-pocket spending on health care in the United States. So it is a huge economic issue for the healthcare system and it's also an economic issue for individual families. To hear more of the discussion, including challenges facing family caregivers, as well as initiatives and resources to help them, go to WTOP.com and search AARP. AARP is committed to continued support of programs, laws, and policies that provide caregivers the support they need. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. 
Looking for top-notch personal protection? The Smith & Wesson Equalizer is here to level the playing field. Easy to rack slide, easy to control ergonomic grip. It's designed for you. With a 10, 13, and 15-round magazine included, size up for better control or size down for easier concealment. Don't miss out on the opportunity to upgrade your safety. Visit your local dealer now. To learn more about the Equalizer, visit smith-wesson.com. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. All capacity sizes may not be available in your jurisdiction. Be sure to check your local laws and regulations. Coming up, Maryland completes a perfect day for basketball in College Park and a pair of trades for a pair of D.C. soccer teams. Sports in 10 minutes on WTOP. The future depends on semiconductors. Semiconductors are the backbone of the global economy, and America should lead the development and manufacturing of this century's most essential technology. We can't risk another chip supply chain failure that creates shortages. America needs to lead in chips, and American chip leadership starts with Intel. Our innovations help the United States lead in critical industries like medicine, transportation, and defense. And Intel's essential research and development is done right here in America. With support from the CHIPS Act, we're investing $100 billion over five years, expanding America's ability to build leading-edge chips. That's good for America's security, prosperity, and jobs. Intel's investments are putting America back on the path to technology leadership. U.S. chip leadership starts with Intel. WTOP. Facts matter. It is 1115. I'm Mike Marillo, and thanks for being with us this evening. To the economy now, a new sign that consumer inflation continue, continues to level out, though not completely. The Consumer Price Index for November puts year-over-year inflation at 3.1%. What does that mean for you? Well, Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst for Bankrate.com, joined us earlier to talk about that and the slight uptick in the headliner inflation rate. I think most consumers know that inflation hasn't gone away. It's just not quite as severe as it was, let's say, through the middle part of next year. And so making my list and checking it twice here in terms of prices that are going up and going down, they're about even in terms of the things that are still causing problems for us. Use car prices up, housing costs up, shelter, which is a equivalent to rent, is is up, food and beverage costs up, medical care up, and things that were going down. This is a big one, energy prices and gasoline, airline fares and clothing. So we haven't been relieved of inflation. We've just seen the worst of it in the rearview mirror. Why is it, though, that people still perceive that inflation is still out of control? Because compared to the time before the pandemic, prices were up about 20% coming into today's report. And so if you think about how you're sort of erasing one-fifth of your buying power, that's enough to get people up in arms, so to speak. So we're simply you know, moving past the peak, but we're still seeing prices across the board that are broadly higher. And so we're not exactly in that better place or the place we want to be, but we are in a place that's not as bad off as it was before. So if we talk about interest rates, they are still very high right now, Mark. How much pressure on the Fed to start cutting interest rates and when could we actually possibly see that happen? 
We'll have an opportunity to hear more about that tomorrow, Ann, because Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell holds his news conference. The Fed releases its statement and all kinds of other materials, including their outlook for the coming years. I think Chairman Powell will basically say it's premature to talk about rate cuts, but financial markets are already sort of pricing them in. And the best bet among many economists is that we'll begin to see those rate cuts basically in the summer of next year. What else are you keeping your eye on here over the next few weeks? Very much related to this, Sean and Ann, is the fact that we've seen a big rally in the stock market. As we know, stock prices have gone to the highest levels of the year, and bond yields have come down in a big way. And so we now have a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage at about 7 and a quarter percent. That's down from the peak around 8%. That should give the housing market just a little bit of a push, having been facing these affordability challenges. That is Senior Economic Analyst for Bankrate.com, Mark Hammer. Quick look at those top stories we're working on for you this evening at WTOP. Virginia's governor and team owner of the Wizards and Caps may have some big news tomorrow about the team's future in the region. News about Metro's budget shortfall may dictate the agency's future. And is Ukrainian President Zelensky's visit to President Biden and uh, to D.C. in the White House generating support for more aid from Congress? Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It is 1118. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Over to Rick McLaurin, the WTOP Traffic Center. Looks like we still have delays on the interloop of the Capitol Beltway through Bethesda caused by a work zone after the 270 spur toward Old Georgetown Road with the left lane getting by. And the crash cleanup farther up on the interloop after Route 355 toward Connecticut Avenue was involving a uh, tractor trailer and three other vehicles uh, have uh, may have just been shouldered. Callers say they're experiencing better movement through as police and response continue to sort things out on the right shoulder. So expect a slow go still for the time being from at least Old Georgetown Road on the interloop of the Capitol Beltway near Route 355 with the crash cleanup going on near uh, uh, Connecticut Avenue. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge, so less speed with three lanes west and two lanes east. We had uh, construction that was uh, along the right side, along the eastbound ramp to Route 8 through Stevensville. And that's the only uh, issue, if you want to call it that, on Route 50 uh, across the Bay Bridge. And that long-term work zone along uh, Route 100 through Hanover had the left lane getting by near Coca-Cola Drive. Through Virginia 66, uh, only one work zone set up and spotted so far along the westbound side through uh, Roslyn after the tunnel. With the left lane getting by, work zone set uh, through Sherlington at 395 North at uh, Route 27. The work zone there had the left or uh, two left lanes getting by. I-95 through Virginia, expect a few late night slowdowns uh, headed through uh, Dale City on the southbound side with the work zone set up uh, near exit 156. Dale City has the left lane getting by and lots of bottlenecking delays through the district southwest with a crash cleanup along the 395 north portion of the eastbound freeway near the C Street exit, still with no access to the northbound 3rd Street tunnel at the moment, causing heavy delays at the hour uh, near the Case Bridge, so stay to the left to get by on the freeway toward I-695. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Now to 7 News. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Temperatures here this evening under clear skies and with light winds will drop down to the lower to upper 30s by morning. We're down into the 20s to around freezing. Expect temperatures tomorrow to be just shy of 50 degrees with a few high clouds moving through. It is our next cold front for tomorrow, but it's not going to bring any rain or any snow showers, just some high clouds. Thursday, we're back to sunshine. Coldest day out of the week with highs in the lower to mid 40s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now looking at the temperatures, 38 degrees DuPont Circle, 32 degrees in Germantown and 30 
Two degrees in downtown D.C. The forecast brought to you by Len the Plumber. Heating and air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. And coming up on WTOP, a new emission state uh, station that allows you to self-test your car for its emissions in D.C. and northeast D.C., well, it's in place, but you'll never get to use it. I'll tell you why coming up. Thinking about selling your home? Don't call a friend. Do what I did. Call Jennifer Young of Jennifer Young Homes. This is Dave Johnson. Tony and Stacy and Russ, and they decided to go with a friend as their agent. Nice thought, but two months on the market didn't sell. They decided to switch to Jennifer Young and her team, who'd already sold a property in their neighborhood, and then sold Tony and Stacy's house for well over the asking price. Yeah, easy and stress-free. So connect with Jennifer Young and find out how much your home is worth in only 30 seconds at Jennifer Young As the year comes to a close, do you have a vehicle that you no longer need? Don't spend hundreds of dollars on maintenance costs. Donate your vehicle to Melwood. Donating is fast, free, and easy. Melwood accepts vehicles in any condition. Call today to donate and have your vehicle picked up for free as early as tomorrow. To get started, call 1-877-MELWOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. That's one eight seven seven melwood or melwood.org forward slash radio. Since 1942, the bowling community has supported our U.S. military through the Bowlers to Veterans Link with the mission to brighten the lives of America's veterans and active duty men and women through recreation therapy programs and services. It's just another reason to go bowling. The National Capital Region's college football game is the Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com, featuring the Virginia Tech Hokies and the Tulane Green Wave on Wednesday, December 27th at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. Get tickets at MilitaryBowl.org. The WTOP December Charity of the Month is Beacon House. For over 30 years, Beacon House has provided high-quality after-school programming in Northeast Washington, D.C.'s Edgewood neighborhood. Beacon House has helped hundreds of children graduate from high school with a plan for their future. As a black-led, black-serving organization, Beacon House is now an integral part of the Ward 5 community's social fabric, and it is recognized as a critical nonprofit by Spur Local. For more info, visit WTOP.com, search charities. This is WTOP News. It is 1123, a good evening to you. In Ashburn, Virginia, a man has been arrested. This after he's been accused in three separate sexual assaults. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says they happened between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. in the Ashburn area. All three women reported that they were followed and then inappropriately touched by a man yesterday. Deputies identified the suspect as 20-year-old Ryan Cunningham. He's charged with sexual battery and is being held without bond. D.C. recently installed a self-service car emissions testing site in Northeast hoping to make the process easier for people east of the Anacostia River to test their cars. But we're learning that facility, well, it'll never open. This is the brand-new emissions testing kiosk located here in Kenilworth Park in northeast D.C., but it will never screen a single car at this location. The U.S. Park Service says it hadn't heard D.C. plan to install an emissions lane here in Kenilworth Park, right near the playground and athletic fields. The Park Service says D.C.'s Department of Parks and Recreation approved the kiosk without the authority or permission to install it. And there's a long-standing agreement that this kind of parkland just be used for recreation. D.C. says that the kiosk will be moved to another location. In Northeast, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. The Virginia Department of Transportation says it's launched a new redesigned website. The agency says the new site improves user experience and makes popular features like getting real-time traffic alerts easier to find. 
Last time VDOT redesigned its website was way back in 2008. It is 11.25. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here is Rob Woodfork. A busy day of basketball in College Park started with a blowout win for the Maryland women and ended with the men's team beating Alcorn State 105-65 behind the breakout shooting performance they have been waiting for. A season-best 14 of 30 from three-point range, three of them from Jamie Kaiser off the bench as part of his career-high 12 points, telling Big Ten Network. Well, Coach Willard kept saying we got to continue the energy that we have from the Penn State game and then bring it into this game. We couldn't have a trap game, you know, led up against a... People think it's a lesser opponent, but they're really not. They're still college basketball players, so we still had to continue to play hard and just do what we do. GW and Georgetown each won comfortably on their home courts as well. The aforementioned Maryland women enjoyed a wire-to-wire 99-51 win over Towson to extend their home win streak to 17 games in front of 70 area elementary schools as part of field trip day. The crowd of nearly 15,000 was Xfinity Center's largest for women's basketball in seven years. Each of Washington's pro soccer teams Made a pair of trades. DC United sent Chris Durkin to St. Louis.